With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour one. Hello and welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. We've got a lot of news to catch up on that's happening right now. So uh, you can hold the phone lines while I bring you up to speed on what's going on right now. Live in Washington, D.C., the president of the United States is holding a press conference on junk fees, particularly targeted at airlines. While he is standing on the steps of the White House and the Rose Garden having this Hezbollah has just invaded Israel uh, using drones and blown up the border fence, a northern front now opening in Israel. Four hours ago, this White House assured the American public that they believed that their call to Hezbollah to not engage was being listened to. It took four hours for them to for Hezbollah to respond. The American government is right now ordering uh, an evacuation of its embassy staff, telling Americans in Lebanon to leave immediately. This is happening right now. Uh, the Biden administration four hours ago said they did not believe at this point Hezbollah, which is funded by Israel, it's a Shiite militia that has taken over parts of Lebanon, uh, that they would engage with Hamas. Um, the official warned that such an event would have an impact. Uh, the American president yesterday told Hezbollah to stay out of it or else we've moved an additional air carrier group into the um, Mediterranean headed towards Israel. We already have ships there. That was the American warning. We would be engaged if a northern front opened in the war. Such a northern front appears to be opening in Israel. Uh, dozens and dozens of drones and paragliders have come across from the northern border from Lebanon into Israel. This is happening right now. Again, the U.S. government is ordering the immediate evacuation of its embassy in Beirut, telling Americans to leave Lebanon immediately. Hezbollah has blown up the border fence between Lebanon and Israel in parts and are coming through the wall. And drones have come over from Lebanon into Israel, all happening right now as we start the program. Uh, the House Republicans are also in Washington, D.C. right now, voting for a Speaker of the House Steve Scalise appears to be the favorite for the Republican speaker right now and could possibly wrap up the votes today. House Republicans, a short time ago, tabled a motion to change the rules on how the speaker vote proceeds. That's something Steve Scalise wanted. He thought by killing this change in rules, it would help him. It appears that uh, he has the votes to do that, which means he probably has the votes to be speaker of the House. This is all happening right now. It's a busy day. I have struggled, frankly, to put together the show today and to figure out uh, the order in which to uh, present things. Um, and with all the breaking news, I'm just going to take a somewhat devil-may-care attitude and proceed uh, and ask your grace grace uh, along the way. The phone number here, 877 973-7425. I want to go back 
to a comment I made on Monday. It was over some audio. I couldn't play it on Monday. Thank you again to KXNT in Las Vegas for letting me hang out. Uh, Their studio was not set up for me to be able to play audio off my laptop, and I didn't have time to get it to Jim back in Atlanta to be able to play it. Um, So I want to play for you now because it's still relevant. This is Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State of the United States, and you should know, by the way, you should know this. Last year, you know, every year in Atlanta, I do an event for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And I take people to dinner. Uh, my favorite restaurant in the metro Atlanta area is called Table in Maine. And, and I didn't do it this year because of some scheduling constraints. But last year, I took a number of couples to dinner over a series of weeks up there. And uh, one of them, uh, the the husband reached out to me yesterday and said, hey, I'm, I'm I'm with my church. We're stuck in Israel. We're on the Sea of Galilee. We think we're safe, but we're having trouble getting news or information. was hoping you might pray for us, and can you tell us what's going on? He's texted me today and said his church group uh, from North Georgia has been able to cross over into Jordan and is headed to Amman, Jordan, the capital there, and hopes to come home uh, sometime in the next 24 hours. And he notes that the American government— was a very little help. This was the story from Afghanistan as well, where Americans were fleeing the country. The American government was a very little help to the Americans. They have had to rely on European governments and the Jordanians to help them get out of Israel. Uh, They were not able to rely on the American government. And now the American government is, as of this very moment, telling Americans in Lebanon, uh, you're on your own to figure out how to get out of Lebanon, but get out. This is the same Secretary of State handling that. This is Anthony Blinken. Listen to this audio. What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like, uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. And it's always prioritized that. And again, I come back to the proposition that from these funds have always been under the law, available to Iran to use for humanitarian purposes. These funds have always been available to use for humanitarian purposes, but Iran always uses its money to fund terror. This is Jake Sullivan now. You heard that. That was from Sunday. Relevant now to Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor. Listen to this. We have not yet had a dollar of that $6 billion spent, and I will leave it at that. But will you refreeze it based on this activity that you just laid out, all of the ways that they are complicit in this? You, the administration said that if we see them going in the wrong direction, that we would stop that down. I understand the position that you guys have, that not a dollar of this has been spent. But will you prevent it from getting into their hands to allow them to, you know, do do what they do that you just laid out? Let me just reiterate what I said, because it's unequivocal. Not a dollar of that money has been spent, and I will leave it at that. Not a dollar of the money has been spent. I will leave it at that. But thus far, no conversation about taking it back. Now, They don't know, and there is uh, intelligence conflicting as to whether or not Iran played a direct role in helping Hamas this time, but it doesn't really matter because they're so overwhelmingly tied to Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, Regardless, here's a little more Jake Sullivan. That's a question for you to ask the Israeli government. Um, Obviously, 
the Israeli government has placed a high premium on its intelligence capacity as it relates to Hamas, as it relates to the West Bank, as it relates to Hezbollah. Uh, and uh, why it is that they did not have warning from this is not a question that I can answer from this podium. What about U.S. intelligence? Was there anything in what crosses your desk that would suggest that this was coming? We did not see anything that suggested an attack of this type was going to unfold any more than the Israelis did. And in your meeting in the Situation Room today, we saw an image earlier. At some point, undoubtedly in the last few days, the president has seen the images of the dead Israelis. What has been his reaction when shown those images? I mean, you've seen him now twice. You've heard his voice. And this has been a deeply emotional time for all of us. As I'm sure it is for many people in this room who know people <clears throat> or know people who know people who are killed or who are missing. And all of us have developed close relationships with our Israeli counterparts. President Biden has a decades-long relationship with Prime Minister Netanyahu, and he can hear the pain in Prime Minister Netanyahu's voice when he talks to him. I hear the pain of my counterparts when I talk to them. So this is not just about policy or strategy. This is personal for us, and it's personal for the American people with their bonds with the Israeli people. And so President Biden has seen and felt the deep emotional resonance of this, but he has also held the conviction that his job as president is to make sure that he has the clarity of mind and purpose to take the actions necessary so that we are standing with Israel in its hour of need, so that we are working to deter a widening of this conflict, and so we are getting Israel the tools that it requires to defend itself. <sighs> you, you get all this. You get all this. We're with Israel. We're with Israel. But we're not 100% against Iran. We're still willing to help fund Iran. Uh, by the way, you should note that uh, the reporters who have noted the American statements on Americans getting out of Lebanon are now saying that uh, there's ambiguity actually in the statement uh, that American embassy staff are uh, being told not to report into work. Uh, there's a question as to whether or not Americans are being told to leave now. Uh, but the American embassy staff in Lebanon are not to report to work. Uh, and But the same reporters are confirming Hezbollah is moving into northern Israel. The situation is escalating pretty rapidly um, up there. So uh, stay tuned here. We'll keep you up to date on this. There's one more piece of audio I, I got to play. This came out yesterday. Remember again, it is not actually in dispute. And, and you do need to know this. In all candor and intellectual honesty, the $6 billion that we have uh, repatriated to Iran, it was in bank accounts that were frozen. We allowed $6 billion of it to go into a bank account in Qatar. The Qataris are not our allies, although we claim them as our allies. The Qataris are on Iran's side in this. In fact, Qatar has developed such good relations with Iran that they've spoiled their relations with the rest of the Middle East. Qatar gives safe haven to the leadership of Hamas. The leaders of Hamas live in mansions in Qatar under the protection of the Emir of Qatar. And we're allowing Qatar to oversee the money. We say uh, that money, that $6 billion, hasn't come out of the bank account, but it doesn't matter, and this is why. Because Iran has made $80 billion 
since Joe Biden became president because Joe Biden chose to turn a blind eye to Iran selling its oil. And do you want to know why Joe Biden turned a blind eye to Iran? John Kirby was on television saying, of course, it's climate change. There's a supply and demand issue, and we can't pump more oil out of the United States because of climate change. So, of course, we have to balance supply and demand by allowing Iran to sell its oil on the market. We couldn't embargo. We couldn't block the Straits of Hormuz. We couldn't do any of that because of climate change. I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. He actually made this argument on television that we've got to allow Iran to sell oil on the global market to balance supply and demand because we can't produce more because of climate change. The climate change cult is causing part of the conflict in the Middle East right now because we've allowed Iran to get $80 billion to fund Hamas and Hezbollah, and we've just given them $6 billion to fund the next campaign. No, no, John, I want to just push back on on one thing. You said that the sanctions are being uh, enforced. The Iranian exports of oil to China, 2020, 6.6 billion. 2021, 23.1 billion. 2022, 30 billion dollars. So how is that enforcing the sanctions on Iran? We're mindful that uh, Iranian oil is still on the market and it is a global market. That's a lot of money, right? Supply and demand have to be balanced, but I'm telling you that, that we are enforcing the sanctions and we're adding sanctions to the to the regime. With supply and demand has to be balanced. You got that? Supply and demand has to be balanced. We're allowing Iran to sell oil on the open market. These people are cultists who are causing that. This is absolutely insane to balance supply and demand. We're allowing Iran to sell oil on the open market, $80 billion. That money has gone to fund this invasion. Iran did not need to explicitly be involved in the planning of this operation. They've been funding it and training Hamas and Hezbollah for years, more so in the past few years, because of the Biden administration's willingness to allow Iran to get money, something that did not happen under Donald Trump's administration. In fact, Iran had $7 billion in reserves when Donald Trump was president and now has $70 billion in reserves. All because the Biden administration chose to turn a blind eye to what Iran was doing because they could not bring themselves to produce more oil in the United States because of climate change. You keep that in mind and act accordingly. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. 
they're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Okay, listen up. Um, if you've got kids with you right now, my apologies to my program directors around the country. Um, you need to turn the radio off. It's not indecent. It's not impolite. It's not vulgar, what I'm about to play. But I just think your kids probably. Um, I need to play you some audio. It's from CNN. It's the broadcast. Confirmation of a report. Just so you understand what we're dealing with. When people say, when they both sides this, when, when they say, well, well, Israel started it. There, Israel's, I need you to hear this. Your children should keep their innocence today. But listen. We have some really uh, disturbing new information yeah. uh, out of Israel. The Israeli prime minister's spokesman just confirmed babies and toddlers were found with their heads decapitated in Kafar Aza in southern Israel after Hamas attacks in the kibbutz over the weekend. That has been confirmed um, by the prime minister's office. Let us go now to CNN's Hadass Gold in Jerusalem. This news is beyond devastating. And for the families listening, for the people of Israel, for anyone that is a, a parent um, and who loves children, I don't know how they get through this, but this, this kind of thing and the way that this has happened has really changed any possibility of a relationship, uh, a peace accord between Israel and Gaza and Hamas. I mean, how can you when you're yeah. dealing with people who would do such atrocities to children, to babies, to toddlers? We knew that children and babies and toddlers had been killed. We knew that they had been abducted. We knew that I can stop it there. We're dealing with monsters. You have to kill the monsters. You have to take out their caves where the monsters dwell. This is a serious issue. This is not a both sidesism issue. And if you don't have the moral clarity there, you need to find some. Goodness. Folks, I got to do an ad here, and, and these are such difficult transitions to do. I usually find a clever way to do them, but you just can't. But I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile before I step out for a break. Uh, Patriot Mobile is funding the conservative movement, conservative candidates, the causes you care about. They do it by you moving your cell phone service to them, and all you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You go there, and you move your cell phone service. You get guaranteed great rates using the same cell towers you're probably already using. At patriotmobile.com slash eric, you can also call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. You tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name, and then as their business grows and their profits grow, they grow their giving to the conservative causes you care about, from the Second Amendment to the pro-life cause to conservative candidates running around the country for office. PatriotMobile.com, you can take your existing cell phone number to them or get a brand new number from them. If you have an unlocked cell phone, you can use it on their network as well. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Call them, tell them I sent you. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. 
there are attacks in the north of Israel happening right now. The Israeli government is urging reporters uh, to slow down on their reporting. Uh, I guess I'm guilty of that, reading these press reports coming in online. Um, but uh, it is clear that Hezbollah is testing things. Uh, drones have come across the border. The border fence in several locations has been blown up. Um, but the uh, level of engagement by Hamas is unclear. Uh, there are some Israelis speculating they may be trying to draw resources north uh, to slow down what Israel is about to do in Gaza. I'll keep you posted as events develop, but I need to talk to you guys for a moment. I, I, I got to get something off my chest. I need you to know that I was willing to go on record and participate in an Associated Press profile of Turning Point USA uh, this week, and I said uh, in the report that it sounds like they're grifting. They want a hundred some odd million dollars to do voter turnout in three states. I know what I make in radio, and, and I tend to know how radio works and stuff. And, and it, it, to to have um, the head of TPUSA, Charlie Kirk, owns roughly a $5 million house in Phoenix on an exclusive golf course with $500,000 membership dues and the like, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm very skeptical that things there are as they seem. Uh, I don't think that this organization is impactful. Um, I think that in my experience in the conservative movement, a lot of older conservatives who write checks to group like this get excited about bringing young people in. And as long as they see young people purportedly engaged, they don't care about results and they get scammed. It's a grift. Uh, when you find out these people are in charge of all the side businesses that help the main business and they get cuts of commissions and they get very wealthy off of old people. I, I've got concerns that so much of the conservative movement this, these days is overrun by grift, and it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, they make money. They're not interested in putting points on the board. You do not need $100 million to do a grassroots door-to-door -door campaign in three states. There, frankly, are not enough doors to knock on for $100 million. I used to do that for a living. I know what it takes. It is not plausible in any way, shape, or form that a three-state effort costs $100 million. I am deeply concerned about the state of the conservative movement across the board, from the grifters and the hucksters and the con artists who are bleeding conservative donors and small-dollar donors dry for no results whatsoever, and I am deeply concerned about the rise of anti-Semitism on the right. Have you paid attention to what's happening with progressives right now? Black Lives Matters, after widespread outrage, has today deleted a tweet of a graphic, and it showed a paraglider with a Palestinian flag, and Black Lives Matter Chicago said essentially they were on the side of Hamas. You should know that up until this weekend, when Hamas paraglided into a music festival in Israel and killed over 200 people and then went back to the children and shot them in the face so their dental records could not be recognized. 
Hamas had never used paragliders before. For Black Lives Matters to use the image of Hamas paragliders means they endorsed the action. And in fact, they've taken down the graphic today and said, we still endorse the decolonization of Palestine. Progressive reporters at mainstream institutions have pushed the pro-Hamas line. An investigative reporter at the Los Angeles Times, which has been, who has been circulating pro-Hamas propaganda, has questioned the accuracy of the reports from other journalists about the beheaded babies. The Democratic Socialists of America are cheering on the terrorists. They marched with swastikas in a parade in New York City condemning Israel and supporting Palestine over the weekend. You do not march with swastikas unless you yourself identify with the Nazis who exterminated the Jews. Today, the Portland, Oregon Democratic Socialists of America says they stand with Hamas, river to sea, which is a phrase meaning the destruction of Israel. They want Palestine from river to sea. That is from the River Jordan to the Mediterranean Sea, which means the annihilation of Israel. Now, I want to play for you the President of the United States. I want to play for you his statement. I want you to listen to this. You need to listen to this for the point that I have to make. Good afternoon. You know, there are moments in this life, and I mean this literally, when the pure, unadulterated evil is unleashed on this world. The people of Israel lived through one such moment this weekend. The bloody hands of the terrorist organization Hamas, a group whose stated purpose for being is to kill Jews. This was an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered, not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered using their bodies to try to protect their children. Stomach-turning reports of being babies being killed. Entire families slain. Young people massacred while attending a musical festival to celebrate peace, to celebrate peace. Women raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fear for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. And thousands of wounded, alive but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured. You all know these traumas never go away. There's still so many families desperately waiting to hear the fate of their loved ones, not knowing if they're alive or dead or hostages. Infants in their mother's arms, grandparents in wheelchairs, Holocaust survivors abducted and held hostage. Hostages whom Hamas has now threatened to execute in violation of every code of human morality. It's abhorrent. The brutality of Hamas, these bloodthirstiness brings to mind the worst, the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism.
But sadly, for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. I have many criticisms of Joe Biden. That speech is not one of them. He was vocal and had very little nuance. For all of his faults, for all of his foibles, for all of his frailties, he spoke clearly with no nuance about Hamas and spoke positively of Israel tying the struggle to a thousand years of anti-Semitism. Look at the people on the left who can't do that. Rashida Tlaib was confronted by a Fox News reporter, and she could not answer. She refused to answer and went behind closed doors. The anti-Semitism spilling out on the left in full display right now, though, it's on the right as well. And that's my problem here, my serious problem. Think of all the people who have platformed Andrew Tate over time. Think of all of you who are lured into listening to Andrew Tate by voices on the right. Andrew Tate has come out in favor of Hamas and Palestine and is perfectly fine with a bunch of decapitated Jewish babies. Think about Candace Owens, who has an opinion on every damn thing under the sun, but has kept her mouth shut on this other than to both sides it and to say, oh, well, we can't rush to war. Think about the people who platformed Nick Fuentes and hung out with Nick Fuentes and invite Nick Fuentes to his events, and these are not the only people. All the left's anti-Semitism is loud and proud right now, but what's really noticeable is the silence of some on the right who are anti-Semites and are silent now about these atrocities. They have opinions on everything. They mouth off about everything. Their silence right now is really damning. They question the war right now. They question the military-industrial complex. They say, oh, we're just isolationists. They question warmongering evangelicals who want to rush off again to the Middle East. They can't even muster a word of support for Israel or condemnation against decapitated babies. They're tweeting. They're writing. They're talking about distractions. They're essentially engaged in a three-card money of shuffling around all the stuff they're willing to talk about to avoid having to talk about Israel. Everybody else is a neocon warmonger. They're just isolationists, not anti-Semites. They got opinions on everything except what's happening. I want to be very clear to you about what is happening right now. They know their views are abhorrent to the conservative movement in which they've embedded. So they're playing this three-card Monty game with their views to distract from the silence. It is a ruse of ill intent. They see the evil, and they don't even recognize it as evil because it looks vague to them because evil is always obtuse to its apologists. 
Even the president of the United States, a man of the left, can see it for what it is and call it evil. And these people can't even bring themselves to bring it up. Their silence is deafening. And if you are a conservative within the conservative movement, you should pay attention to his, who is platforming these people. At Turning Points USA, they've got one of their organizers out there today saying Zionism is communism. Won't say really anything about dead babies. You expect the squad in Congress to not say anything about dead babies and decapitated babies, given how okay they are with late-term abortion. The Hamas terrorists took a grandmother's cell phone from her, turned it on, got into the phone, fired up her Facebook account, and from her Facebook account, live-streamed her execution. The silent and the silence are on the side of the monsters. I want you to be very clear here. If you are a conservative, I cannot clean up the left. I can't clean up the media. I can't clean up the Democratic Party. I can at least play some small role in speaking up on the right about what is going on in some of our institutions and some of the people, people on the right, have chosen to associate with who right now have decided that they're either going to be silent or try to claim there's a lot more nuance. There are no both sides here. There is no but, but, but here. There are dead Israelis and there are the monsters who decapitated their children. There is good and there is evil. There's not a third way. There's not a third party. There's not a middle road and there's not a road less traveled. There is one path to walk and one to not walk on. And you and I and every member of the conservative movement need to pick or we will wind up like the progressive activists who are in the streets marching with SWAT stickers. And I want no part of that and neither should you. So pick your side. Hamas or Israel, there is no opting out between good and evil. And we are seeing good and evil right now. And for those of you who want to find a third way, for those of you who want to nuance, I will say again, evil is abstract to its apologists. So pick a side. I'm glad to stand with Americans for Prosperity that has come out with strong statements in support of Israel. They've come out with very strong statements on a robust foreign policy, but particularly they've come out with strong statements on revitalizing America and getting us back on a road to prosperity so that we actually have the means to be the arsenal of democracy. And I hope you'll be on their side too. Americans for Prosperity stands with free people around the world, free markets and free people. I hope you'll consider being on their side. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric and sign up to be one of their volunteers. They've got over 4 million activists around the country and over 36 organized states, and they're organizing all the others as well, but they need your help to do it. You go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. You stand up with Americans for Prosperity. You teach your neighbors, your city governments, your city councils, your state legislatures, your boards of education. That deregulation is good, free markets and free people are good, and that you should stand up for the free people of the world. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. That's where you need to go. Sign up with them today. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. The phone number, uh, I'm sorry, uh, their contact info, firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. If you're a business, buying a business, building a building, 
uh, buying a franchise, they might be able to help you. They're, they make their own deals. So if banks are giving you a hard time, reach out to First Liberty, firstlibertyga.com. Sorry, I'm distracted because I got a, a couple of uh, things I need to note. One, uh, if you're on the phones, be patient with me because I, I wasn't here yesterday. I got a lot to get off my chest. I got a lot of news to cover too. Um, and stuff is happening uh, at a pretty rapid clip right now. Also, uh, and this is the point I want to make um, at this moment. In difficult situations, oftentimes you see real leadership come out. You can separate the clowns from the class acts. Uh, I have appreciated Nancy Mace in Congress, but I've been a little aggravated with her lately where uh, even Marjorie Taylor Greene has risen to the occasion on the Israel-Palestine situation, and Nancy Mace is parading around wearing a white shirt with a big red A on it, claiming it's her scarlet letter. Uh, I assume that the A stands for attention. Uh, Compare and contrast Nancy Mace of South Carolina with Corey Mills of Florida, who is not engaging in performance in Washington, D.C. over the speaker fight. Corey Mills, the Republican member of Congress, got on a plane and went to Israel to help Americans evacuate from Israel. He was able to rescue 32 Americans from Israel, got them out safely, uh, which is why he has not been uh, part of the spectacle in Congress over the leadership fight where Nancy Mace, instead of doing anything with her constituents or taking a strong stand, even Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert have shown leadership at this time, Nancy Mace, putting on her scarlet A uh, and getting in front of the cameras for attention. Situations like this should cause everyone to put on their big boy pants and grow the hell up and not be attention sinkers. I don't know anything about Corey Mills. I don't know where he stands on the issues. I don't know whether he's a liberal. I don't know whether he's a conservative. I don't know whether he's a moderate. I know he's a Republican member of Congress from Florida. And he got on a plane and he flew to Israel to arrange to get 32 Americans out as quickly as he can and laments that he had to leave several hundred more behind. Good for him. Mills was also part of military contractors who sneaked into Afghanistan and rescued Americans during the Biden administration's withdrawal. He has a pattern of doing this. Good for him. Leaders rise in times of crisis. Some people just want to make it all about themselves and get attention. You should remember who is who during times like this. When we come back, we got to remind ourselves words actually do mean things. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.